0: Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I am Doug. I'm Joe, still. I haven't decided to change my pronoun yet.
1: <laughs> Josephine? <laughs> hmm. Well, um, we're back, and in our hands today, we have The Leaf by Oscar Sumatra. And uh, it's been lit. Not very long. It's delightfully refreshing. <laughs> you know,
0: usually we do uh, an evening podcast. Yeah. I don't talk about that too much, but this is a morning podcast, about nine o'clock in the morning. And I, I'm already so happy this is a this is a
1: nice morning cigar. I don't know if it is or not, but I was just chomping at the bit to have a cigar. It's like it's, breakfast, it's, yeah, yeah. I I'm yeah. I I too was yearning for We had one last week, but it seems like it's been a long time. I agree. I don't know why. (laughs) A lot of stuff going on, something. So, um, let me just throw out the official details and one other piece of information that might be important for you to know. Um, The Leaf Sumatra version utilizes an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper over the usual Honduran binder and long filler. Um just a tad above medium bodied according to the details we have here this is a full flavored cigar it says and um so to start what you getting joe um french toast do you put cinnamon on your french toast yeah the reason the reason i ask is because i'm getting just a hint just barely a hint of cinnamon but i'm getting a a breadiness yeah a little bit of spice and i know cinnamon is spicy but i'm not I'm getting an average amount of spice, but just a hint of the cinnamon taste. Yeah, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of spice. Yeah, a little bit of pepper, a little pepper. Uh, but it's good. It's not it's not too much. So nice start. We haven't been lit long, and uh, well, a good amount of smoke. Yeah, I mean it's kind of still in here right now, but still, maybe it's in a nice little cloud. Maybe a hint woody. Yeah, I agree to that. So. Uh, in fact, I think sometimes wood and bread mm-hmm. have a little bit of similarities that so you have to kind of work on to tell apart. I do have a little bit
0: of a flop. Like I was saying right here, I have a crack. Oh! A... It, it's in a convenient place, just on the wrapper right where I put my mouth on the cigar, so I can kind of just put my mouth on Seal it? Yeah. Okay,
1: But, uh... but well, I have to say for, you know, stepping up the price of the cigars we buy to 8 to $10... Um, I don't think I put the price on here, did I? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was this eight, is eight fifty five. Eight fifty five on this one, and uh, but stepping up the price, you know, from a four to five dollar cigar, saying we want to we want to go eight to ten, I I would expect to not have any construction issues. Like you sh- we shouldn't. You yeah, know? but you know, a leaf is a delicate thing. It is, and it is. and these wrapper
0: leaves are they're thin leaves, they're stretched and everything. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not hating because of it. It's in, yeah. it's not in a bad place, and so. Yeah, you, you only hate it when there's a hole through the wrapper yeah, and if binder it starts falling and you can't apart, suck any smoke. Right, yet. Yeah, I
1: mean, if it's unsmokable, then that's an issue, but this isn't so much. Well, and that's one of the reasons why they have a binder and a wrapper. Mm-hmm. So, because if the wrapper just gets a hint, you, you can still draw. Mm-hmm. So, um, nice start. Um yeah. Of the, the Leaf Oscar Sumatra. Um, so I really like the Corojo, so I was excited to go try the Sumatra and share the experience with Joe. I, mean, maybe, I don't know if Joe ever had the Corojo or not. Mm. Not no, on the this podcast. This is my, my first, first okay. one of these. Yeah. Okay, Oh, the Habano last week would have been your yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This second. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's the most important thing that's been happening in our country, in our world? Mm. <laughs> That's a pretty more, big, pretty big qualifier to put on. Yeah, it. <laughs>
0: the, I am I, still in my morning philosophical mode, so I'm just going to say a blanket statement here: the more things change, the more they stay the same.
1: <laughs> Gosh, I have to admit I've been frustrated by the fact that very very few things, and I don't know why recently, but it seems recently in in the media, in even in what, what might be considered the good, ultra, you know, the good. Uh, internet media, it, it seemed like it's been largely, um, fighting for power and not fighting for principle. And that's never encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess the question
0: that I would pose right now in this, in this, you know, political slash news environment, um, is, is I I have a question. Are people actually changing their minds? I don't know. If, if, if not, then can we all just chill out? <laughs> and just like enjoy Christmas and the New Year and just, you know, uh, cause man, it seems like it seems like if nobody's gonna change their mind, then the rhetoric has no purpose. And and so we
1: should just chill out. That's that's my opinion. Well, I don't know if this is completely accurate, but I'm gonna say it anyway. So I get the idea that there's this demographic, and I'm thinking it's old TV watching Liberals, but that that might be a little too loose of a description. But there's the the mainstream media watching people, mm-hmm. and then there's which some of those still exist in rural America. Yeah, oh yeah. they're not oh just yeah. the elites. Oh some yeah. of them exist in rural America. But then there's the younger non mainstream media. You know who watches TV anymore? Well, some people do. Yeah, you know I don't watch normal TV where you right. the news comes on at ten every night. No, I don't either. So, but some people still do and. I suppose the people that are... People will change as much as their input sources change. Uh-huh.
0: Because of the people that you listen to, even on your, quote-unquote, big air quotes there, good internet media, even if they change their minds, people, generally speaking, follow who they follow, and if that person changes their mind, then, you know, those influencers, is what I
1: mean to say. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I'm just... And, and to to go back to your question, I wonder if retired grandma that decided to vote for Trump is sitting down watching news at 10 before she falls asleep, or maybe at 5, or however that works, 5 and 10, is when they usually broadcast, and she's like, you know what, boy, maybe that Trump is a racist, I'm not going to vote for him. I, I don't, that just doesn't sound like what grandma would do, maybe she would. Yeah. Oh, he cheated with too many women, I didn't know that about him, I'm not going to vote for him. Well, certainly, it certainly the mind
0: changing will be by degrees. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you hear hear negative things about anybody for long enough, uh, you're gonna you're gonna change your mind about that person in a general sense. You still might like specific things or not like specific things, but you're
1: not even gonna notice the change. Probably, you know. I'll agree with you there, but here's the caveat: How many people that whose opinion of Trump is changing uh, as a person, but are still saying? See, there's, there's. Gosh, I, I still think we're better off. Yeah, I, it's nothing. no surprise. What really? alternative yeah. are the D- liberal Democrats gonna
0: pr- gonna put up? That's gonna, yeah. You're right. You're, you hit the nail on the head there. And so, yeah, things are things are changing slowly by degree, and so the rhetoric, I guess, does have value. But it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want, I want, want to know what I want for Christmas. I want Hillary to go
1: to jail for Christmas. <laughs> Golly, you made it hard. What? I'm still bitter. I'm I'm a little more shallow. I just <laughs> I just want a cigar. <laughs> I just <laughs> uh, anyway. Gee, uh, yeah. I can tell we're way more chilled out this morning, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe anyway. maybe that's good. You know, I've already really been is. thinking a lot. At the end of the day, I'm kind of kind of worn out, but I get hyper about little like my con- my control my my filter. Mm-hmm. isn't as strong at the end of the day in the morning I feel I like you know I'm not gonna get too passionate cause I'm just gonna yeah. hold back a little well there's but, certain uh, things to get passionate about there are um so um uh, I, I want to throw out this and I, I we, we may make this part of the show I, I think it would be fun to like have a like a weekly question just to throw out maybe it'll be related to current events well it'll it'll be related to something just so that people can comment Give us kind of their input. And I'd like to throw this out now. And uh, it, it, maybe you heard about it, Joe, but um, um, this is a general question about a specific incident that happened. If, um, and so if, if you're a listener and uh, give us your opinions on this, uh, you know, tell us what you think. Do, do is, we get opinions we, we, too? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. We can talk about this, obviously. Okay. Um, if you run away and you meet someone who forces you into sex trafficking, Should you be allowed by law to kill in order to escape and be free? And and you're asking,
0: are you allowed by law or should you be allowed by law? Well, should you? Yeah, I think yes. Uh, I think it's pretty clear if somebody tries to kidnap you or hold you against your will... Or rape you, which kind of are all included, I assume, in this sex trafficking thing. Um, you definitely are u- allowed to use force to
1: try to stop those crimes. So, I'd have to say yes okay. on that. Now, that's the question for everybody. Now, here's here's the twist, though. So, I assume in your brain right now, you're thinking you should be able to kill the person who forced you into sex trafficking. Is that assumption correct?
0: Um uh, not necessarily. It's a little broader than that, okay. I guess. I mean, if uh, if I'm being, if if I or anyone else are being held against my will and sex acts are being forced upon me by anybody, then the, all of those people would be perpetrators and would be subject to that force that I was talking about earlier. In my, and this is my opinion. I'm not speaking <clears throat> any kind of legal thing or whatever. But
1: so Does that what uh, happened? Like somebody was uh, allegedly. I mean, there, there's some information, some some things that are unclear, but according to the court, there's some information that I'll give you in a minute. But it would that would make, okay, I'm glad you clarified your assumption, because I, I think some people instantly think, oh, the pimp forcing you into sex trafficking, yes, you could kill them. But if a random man, and I'm not saying this random man is good at what he's doing, but if he goes in and gives $1,000 and this girl comes into his room, should she, whatever, be able to kill him to get free. It seems a little extreme, but I would think I would agree with you. I think I would say sure. He knows he's breaking the law. He knows he but but that does seem a little extreme if she just yeah. kills him to get away. That'd be a really hard case because I mean
0: For example, if uh let's just let's make some assumptions here. Let's mm-hmm. be some hypotheticals. Okay, so you have let's say you have a young lady and she's unhappy with things at home. She openly wants to rebel against her parents. She hates what their, you know, what you know, their morals that they keep trying to shove down her throat. So she starts hanging out with some bad people, starts making some bad life decisions, starts using some drugs, starts starts uh, sleeping around, doing the thing that whatever, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. That, you know, that our society
0: tells her she should be free. Right, you know. Starts <laughs> living life on her terms, so to speak. And she... Uh, through a series of bad decisions, finds herself in this situation where she is um, acting as a prostitute, okay? Regardless of whether or not she is uh, being held, like, in a cage against her Mm -hmm. will. She's not being held in a cage, but she's sort of, like, deep inside she may not be happy with the way her life is going, but she's still playing the role, right? And Mm -hmm. so she's, because this is a hypothetical situation, we're not talking about anybody. I don't even know this story, but... uh, Um, let's say she finds herself in a situation where she has solicited a man for sexual favors, for money, for her pimp or whatever, and, and through a series of, who knows, guy ends up dead. Now, she kills him, whatever. There's a lot of unanswered questions there. How, how, how much against her will was it up until the point where... Someone got dead. see that's these are all gray areas that sort of are gonna have to be sorted out because it'd be a really good defense for her to say, "Oh, I was being held against my will, and you know, I was being raped, and then I killed my attacker yeah. when she solicited in that sexual herself exactly so, <laughs> so uh yeah, I mean, not knowing the story, I mean the way you phrase the question, yeah, a person should be able to use force, but there's a lot of other things that kind of come into account when you're talking about these things, so.
1: Yeah, because when you, when you, and I intentionally tried to phrase it this way on purpose, because, Mm -hmm. yeah, of course, you know, you want to escape, you want to get away, you want, sure she can, well then, it it gets complicated when you look at it, because you're basically saying then, kind of, if she solicits a guy, he comes in, he can just kill her. She can just kill him. And then if she gets busted, right. she can say, oh, well, he was whatever, and you know. take all his
0: money think, and I th- leave. I think the case would have to be made, if this was going to be the person's defense, mm-hmm. the case would have to be made that her actions were consistent throughout the entire relationship with her pimp or or with other people that had... I mean, if she has violently resisted every attempt at at any kind of... Claiming it's all been—I mean, if she's literally been kidnapped and held against mm-hmm. her will and trafficked, then then her actions would need to have been consistent, I think, across the board, and not
1: just in this one particular instance that there was violence. I mean, well, it it seems like you know, I just my heart—I want to be compassionate on the sex trafficked oh, yeah. female, and I, there's males too, but of yep. course, my, the picture in my mind—it's hard for me to get it out. of We're hardwired to protect the ladies. Yeah, we so. are. So. So I'm just like, yeah, I want to do that. But according to the court, this is what happened in court. And of course, the media, the liberal media spins this to their advantage to get clicks. The court proved that she not only solicited him for sex, she was trying to rob him. And she, I think her defense was that she thought he was going for a gun. And so she shot him. She gets 51... I don't think he died. She gets... No, because it's attempted murder. 51 years for attempted murder, he gets like six years, three years, something like that for soliciting a prostitute. Which, assuming the court's correct, you know, and those details are accurate, then attempted murder, 51 years... Wow, so stay. I assumed a lot that was accurate on this Yeah. Stage, so I
0: didn't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't
1: know anything about it. It was the <laughs> way to go. Be, um. Because it does... You know, if you just blanket say, yeah, if you're sex trafficked, you can kill to escape, to get free, that leaves a lot of things open. It does. It
0: does. Oh, and we were just talking about, earlier, about how things are changing, but they're happening by degrees and slowly, and that's what happens in people's lives, too, and they start to make decisions that are going to have consequences for them. You know, you don't always, you can't always (coughs) see the destination when you start out on a journey, and it's unfortunate but you know put yourself in that situation uh the best thing to do is just leave go home (laughs) Mm -hmm. that might sound trite or whatever but
1: yeah and and i'm sure it's way more internally complicated than we could ever imagine oh positive Uh yeah so um cigar update time in in fact just a hair past. um um, I want to start with the negative, but I don't mean to imply that the cigar is negative. I'm getting a kind of a dirty bitterness that I don't like, and n- not to be too harsh. To there, there's no Nicaraguan tobacco in this, but it's kind of the taste I sometimes get with really like like with a Nicaraguan puro. It gets a little bit bittery and and like yeah. dirty earth. Mm-hmm. Not like because some sweet earth is is really good, and but there's a hint of it. That's dampening the experience a little bit for me, but all the other tastes I like. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling it earth. It could be an unpleasant bitter coffee, but it's a dirty taste I don't like. I'm hoping it passes. We'll, we'll see. So, but the but the 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 slightly sweet breadiness, that woodiness is is still there. Um, doesn't seem to be too terribly strong, but the spice, a little bit of spice is still there. So. So far, so good. What do you think? Well, just lost my ash, and
0: I think I can. Me too. I can (laughs) taste that. That's consistent. Um, I I think that that dirty dirty is there, but it's a sweet dirty, so it's not bothering me so much. If it was a just a real bitter, ashy dirty dirt, then I wouldn't like it as much. But yeah, since you still got that kind of bready cinnamon, staying and going, it doesn't bother me too much.
1: Kind of can overlook it if you, you know, if you understand what I mean. I might, I might say maybe there's nutmeg. I don't want to commit yet because I just started to get a hint of it, but, but I'm, but, um, I'm enjoying it Mm -hmm. still. So, um, so comment on the, on the question I threw out. Let us know, let us know what you think. You got a little extra details. The, yeah, that was not fair, was it? We gave him all a bunch of context. Maybe, maybe we, maybe we shouldn't have. Maybe we should talk about it the following week next time when we do this, but anyway. So um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let, let's look through our topic list and pick the one <gasps> that get us the, <gasps> most, the most clicks because we want those four <laughs> listeners that we have to no, <laughs> to, to share this. Yeah, lot. we
0: should mention that just right up here at the front of the show. If if you like anything about what you hear on this podcast, share it around because right now we we are spending no money to try to launch it out there. So if you hear it, share it with your friends and and get it out there and uh, help us out in that regard. 'Cause
1: we're you know we could use the help. To I get I it think out. we still are the, the the smallest least produced podcast in America, as far as we know. <laughs> as far as we know, yeah, I'll put it We're, that way. we're definitely under Oprah. <laughs> 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 yeah, for sure. Anyway. So uh
0: Well, let's talk about the pronoun thing. Mm-hmm. Let's so tell me this story. Uh, apparently there's a teacher that's been fired, lost her job, which is hard to fire a teacher in these this day and age, but, uh,
1: so she accidentally used the wrong pronoun, tell us the story. Okay, I think it was college, but now I'm not sure, it might have been high school, um, I didn't put that in my notes, but, um, so, the media headlines you read is that teachers fired because, uh, I think it was a he, refused to use the pronoun of a transgender student. Okay. And so that's what the headlines read, and they're all like, oh, good, you know, but, the Part of the story you don't hear is that the teacher did, in fact, say he wasn't going to use the pronoun, but the teacher intentionally didn't want to cause a fuss, was saying, okay, if you want to use this name, I will call you this na- new name, um, and trying to not use a pronoun at all. His intent was to just not make just waves. Just say a name. just, yeah, say, just the say their name, name. okay, name. you can be called by whatever name you want, I'll call you the name, I will try to avoid the pronoun thing and then accidentally um, referred to the student in the wrong pronoun. And because of that, was fired. And in fact, if I understand the story right, wasn't even talking to the student when he accidentally used the, the wrong pronoun. And it's like... That sounds pretty freaking ridiculous, ridiculous,
0: you know. Yeah, whatever institution this was, and we should find out so we could publicly humiliate them. But they've just like lost all kinds of credibility. In yeah, my, you know. Anybody that would uphold that? I mean, is there any recourse is this guy suing or anything like that?
1: Or? I haven't heard any additional information since I picked up the story, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I do know that somebody that's fairly famous. His last name's Weinstein. But there's two of them, and so I get them confused. They're brothers. There's probably more than one. Well, more than two. Yeah, but Weinstein's. there's two that are popular for different reasons. I think it's Brett Weinstein or Weinstein um, was fired from college. Not, He's actually a really liberal um, individual. Um, it, it, some in a good way and some in a bad way, in my opinion. But he was not saying anything against transgenders but he was saying we need to be able to study biology in a way where we can scientifically look at it and make determinations based on biology he's you like you mean like science you yeah. mean like observation yeah, yeah. And that's and what he is he's a professor science. you know some kind of science <laughs> oh professor and because he, he said that with regards to physical sex and I, I forgot i'll think of the college green i can't think of the college but he was fired but from that firing and he developed a career kind of talking about things and it's interesting to me because some of the conservative commentators i listen to like him because he's even though politically he's on the other side of the spectrum he's speaking about truth saying we need to be able to talk about this truthfully uh, we yeah. can't we can't just say we can't talk about it well, right
0: so there's the science element you if you are gonna throw out logic and reason and all of science because someone's feelings might get hurt, then you can't, you can no longer educate. And I just wanna, I wanna say a little rhyme for our listeners okay. to, to remember this. Okay, maybe you'll educate me here. The ones who cry appease, appease, are hung by those they aim to please. Ooh. The, <clears throat> that's an old saying, I think it, I don't know where it comes from, the revolutionary period or something like that, but but the truth of the matter is is that these kinds of people always will eat their own. See, he tried to play their game, and and he's now he's fired. And I think a lot of times it's better to just call it like it is, and because you have all kinds of evidence to support what you're saying, mm-hmm. you have a case, as soon as you sort of wade mm-hmm. into the muddy waters, well, then you're going to be operating in the muddy waters. But I think that we just got to, like, not we, we already do, but I think these institutions have got to just start saying, look, if you want to be, if you want to decategorize yourself, that's fine, but you have to understand, we have to have categories to do what we do. You know, I mean, if, if I want to identify as a student but not be a student, I want to go take all the classes without paying for them, I want to get the degree because I took all the classes but I don't want to pay for them because I don't fall into that category or whatever. How is it any different? No, it's. I'm sorry, but there's... You go into the street. It's either you or the bus. It's not both. It can't. It can't be both
1: ways because that doesn't correspond with reality. So I mean, well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a turn in a minute. I want to make a small comment on. I think the line for me is drawn at when you you can act in this country pretty much however you want as long as you are not violating someone else's right. So you can take a gun and point it wherever you want and shoot it all you want as long as you don't point it at a person and remove their life directly. So that's their right to life. You can't violate that. But You have the freedom to dress and kind of act, even express an opinion verbally however you want. So nobody wants to oppress you. Nobody wants to stop you from doing what you want. But when you say, you have to call me this, you are then infringing on someone else's right just say what they want. Now, now look, just because I support that right doesn't even mean I think it's the best choice. I mean, I'm not sure... If I had a really close friend, I am not. don't know if I would die on that hill. If I thought we would lose our relationship if I didn't refer to a natural-born male as a she because he was having some trouble, I might. But it would depend on the relationship. It would depend on where we were, what we were talking about. I I might, because I care for the person. But when a stranger on the street says I have to call them something and I'm not even sure what what they are or not, you can't force me to call you something. Um, I identify as the king. I want everybody on the street to call me your majesty or you're going to go to jail. Well,
0: <laughs> and, and, and the reality is that you can't, if you want to, like I said, decategorize yourself, you can't expect everybody else to go along with that. If I... I'm dealing with somebody and I say, no sir, or yes sir, or please sir, or no ma'am, or please ma'am, and I and I'd get that wrong? I'm civilly liable? Because I got that wrong? No! Not any more than if somebody calls me Bruce instead of Joe. I mean, it's... It's just... Here's the thing. We all have the freedom to do whatever we want to do. Period. But, every decision that we make has consequences, and some consequences are higher than others, and some consequences are lower than others. You can't you can't just put all the consequence on somebody else when you yourself are taking action as well. Like this person can't expect a professor to pay the cost of their of their choices. You know, and that's just not the way it works. You make choices, and to to either fall into society's norms or to fall out of them, and there's going to be consequences either way. You just have to. If that's what you want to do, then you just have to take the consequences with it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Now, here's the other thing, though. I want to be really careful with, the, the comment, with your comment on science and clarify my opinion here, and then you'll have a chance to clarify yours. But uh, Brett Weinstein, if I've got the right Weinstein, this, this guy I'm referring to, you, you can figure it out if you Google it. He, he would say that we have to be free to talk about this. So he would be saying that even people that disagree with the science should be free to talk to him. And I want to be real clear that I agree (laughs) that we should be able to talk about the science, but I also believe that we shouldn't be able to... No one can force you to abide by their science. And the reason I say that is because if you say, vaccines work, and you go to Mary, and you say, vaccines work, Mary, here's the science... You can't force Mary to agree with your science. Mary can say, I'm not going to vaccinate my child because it's her right to not vaccinate her child. Even if, I don't believe the science says vaccines work. But even if you have science that says it work, Mm -hmm. you can't force Mary to vaccinate her child the same way Mary can't say, but look, here's my science that says vaccines don't work. Now, we're going to force you to not vaccinate your child. This is an issue of freedom, and I and I do think science matters, and I think we should talk about science. But I think rights trump science. Okay, there you go. This Joe. is a pretty big, complicated thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Here's the here's the thing. I I from where, what I'm hearing is a truth issue, because science science should prove and determine truth. That's it's a, t- it, it's used, a it used to it's yeah. a methodology. Science is absolutely objective. No, no, no. Yeah, objective. Science is objective. However, when you're talking about believing someone else's science, there's no such thing as my science and your science. There's only just science. It's either... If I flip a coin, it's going to land heads or tails. Okay, there's a truth. Mm -hmm. We're trying to determine which is the truth. Now, Mm -hmm. when, when you start muddying the waters of science and having science with political and sociological and personal agendas and now and now I'm not out to just find the truth, I'm out to prove my opinion, or mm-hmm. my 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 philosophy, then science is no longer doing its job and it can't be trusted anymore. Which is why we get into these debates about your science, his science, is there a consensus, consensus of who, of whom, well, I don't know. How right. the, but and, so... Okay, so true science should be able to trump, in some cases, people's opinions, because if... I'm trying to... But this, not is the rights. Really big, I agree, should, but not the rights. Well, it should support the rights. I guess. I mean, there, there are some instances yeah, well, where a person is wrong, and that and their being wrong is going to have big consequences. And you can't. I don't think you can just make an absolute statement across the board about this because there are cases where you are doing harm to someone, and no matter what you call it—whether you call it science or religion—or you call it uh, choice—doesn't matter what you call it. If you're act- actively physically harming someone
1: uh, and calling it a right, uh, okay. might have to intervene. Okay. I want to come back to the definition of harm mm-hmm. after we talk about the cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's consistent. I'm going to say that icky bitter, uh, what what did I call it? I, I didn't call it Dirt, Dirty. Dirt, that dirty, dirty bitter that I didn't like yeah. has morphed into a into more like a coffee that it's pleasing now. But there was there it wasn't good for a little bit, and everything else though is pretty much the same. I haven't noticed much, much other change. The flavors are a little milder than I was expecting. I would, I would like more flavor and always, always a little sweeter, but I like the, the slight spicy tingle burn. And I also really like the hint of cinnamon, which I'm not sure if it's diminished a little, maybe, but, but, um, I think
0: it has. Yeah. It's still there though. I'm still getting the French toast kind of thing maybe I'm just in a
1: breakfasty type of mood but. well that that is common <clears throat> with Sumatra wrappers I actually interesting had like one pair one sentence about Sumatra wrappers I was going to read and I forgot what it was but but there's a there's a spiciness that comes with them and I think a cinnamon is a really common thing to come out of the Sumatra wrapper in fact it wouldn't surprise me if the partiga's red is a Sumatra because I've almost always gotten a hint of cinnamon out of the partiga's red because I, I keep a handful of those in my humidor but um so the um anything else about the cigar it's burning
0: great yeah it's it's burning good it's like you said staying pretty consistent i haven't noticed a lot of transition i still got a little bit of that dirt there but like i said it's kind of just just part of it it's not
1: really bothering me but it's there when when i do the the i'll get close to the recorder when i do the with my mouth and sometimes you, you do that with wine and other things um, it actually accentuates the sweet. And I've noticed this haven't mentioned it on the podcast before. in general, it accentuates the sweet and accentuates the tastes. You suck in a little oxygen for some reason. That helps you taste better. Um, I get more sweet when I do that on this than I have in some cigars in the past. and I, I like that. So okay, cool. Back to the the, the, mm-hmm. the definition of harm. Now the reason uh, without thinking too much about it, I would say, um, again, I'm falling back on rights instead of even worrying about. Because if you say I'm harming my child by not doing something, by not... You might say I'm harming my child by teaching them creation science. And I Mm -hmm. would say, well, you're defining it as harm. I'm not. I have the right to choose what's Mm -hmm. taught to my child. So I fall back on the rights because even if you can scientifically prove that what I'm teaching them is wrong... Maybe you could, it'd be harder to prove it's harmful, mm-hmm. but still, it's, it's my right to teach them what I want. If I want to teach them they have nine toes, it is my right, even though it's wrong. So help me understand, because okay. I'm not sure so if, if you... you here's, here's what I'm talking okay. about. If you have the right, you have the
0: right to teach your children that methamphetamine is a god, and that <laughs> it is to be worshipped and used and produced and sold because you're saving the world as you, as you make it and use it and sell it. You have the right to teach your kid that that is the truth. However, science can prove, conclusively, Mm -hmm. that this harms them physically and harms the community physically. Also, you could make a pretty good case, I don't know if this is science, but you could prove that it hurts them mentally and spiritually as well, and therefore, there might need to be some intervention. So, So, you see what I'm saying, like, and and maybe that would cross your line and say you don't have the right then to teach your children this or practice this. And so I think that you just have to be there is there's, there's lines there where like where you don't sometimes just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. <laughs> Correct. And, and and so society needs to
1: intervene in those in those times. They do, but I'm not sure. But there sure- needs to be you have to have firm legs to stand on, sorry. True you. and but I'm not. I am nervous about letting government do it. Yes, society needs to intervene. Uh, family, other family members need to intervene and talk to the parents. And if they're saying meth of God, uh, maybe even you know your your friends, your church organizations organizations need to intervene. But at any point, and, and this is a hard line because I'm because I always fall back that that you know the government's going to come in and take my kids because they decided something was harm and I don't think it is. Um, but if a parent is giving meth to their child, boy, I, there's part of me that would want to mm-hmm. take the police in there and take the kids away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah. I think that's violating a right. See, here's,
0: here's, here's what I think what our, our discussion here is boiling down mm-hmm. to is a very sobering reality that we must, in this country, be involved in government. Because God ordains governments and gives them the use of force in order to punish evildoers. And, I mean, that's straight out of Romans, right there. So, so, it's not that government in itself is bad, it's that certain particular governments can get bad. And in this country, we have the privilege and the, the right, the privilege, the honor of, of directing our government. It, it is government's job, according to the scriptures, to, to intervene and to protect people. And so it's, we're just very fortunate that we can have an influence on that government, and it's not just and it's very important for governments to be objective and to be moral. It's, <laughs> it's supposed to be muddy
1: waters, I think, but it, yeah, and, and there, there is I just constantly see the, the snowball rolling quickly oh when the yeah. government it's has the right thing. to come in and take your child, yeah. because even if I would agree and say yes. You're giving them meth. That's wrong. You shouldn't do it. Um, I worked with a teenager whose dad forced him to Mm -hmm. drink and beat the snot out of him all the time. But I see it rolling. If you give that power to government, yes, I believe we should intervene, but I'm not sure it's government. You give that power to government, and then when the opinion of what harm is changes, it's wielded against
0: you. See, God gave that power to government, though. It's not us that give that power to government. It's us to hold the government accountable. That's our job. And to make sure that it doesn't get, doesn't get, like this, like this gender thing. Or, or like, which science are you going to, it's our job to hold the government accountable. And we start to see it go that way, into an immoral, illogical, bad science arena, then it's our job to hold on to the government and hold them accountable for that. You know.
1: Yeah. I don't know if we can beat this dead horse anymore. <laughs> because this is this is getting deep. We're we're oh, we're, yeah. we're carving out a line here, and it's fun because I'm not I'm not sure we agree. I'm not even sure I know what my line is for sure. You know, because um, I get I get scared of giving the government power because it could be turned against us. Well, so, sure.
0: Yeah.
1: So. um... Well, let's see. Where do we want to go next? Hmm. Um, this is a nice, tasty cigar. It is. Mine tasty. just got a hint sweeter. <laughs> I, it's, we're not doing a cigar update now, but mine just got a little right. sweeter. I retrohaled a little. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a little spicy in the nose, but almost too spicy to retrohale. But um, so let let's lighten it up a little bit. So you, I'm sure you heard about Stormy Daniels. And the, <sighs> yeah, this much, is kind of this happened a while ago, right? It di- it did. Um, you know. Uh, at the end, end of the week, I think, is... I, I got a lot over the weekend. I was, okay. uh, you know... But a lot... It seemed like a lot happened, but I was getting these little tidbits that some of them that don't matter. Yeah. I like to talk about principal so, things, but... Yeah, so, okay, so the the judge has ordered Stormy Daniels to pay, like, 300 and some thousand dollars
0: to, to Donald Trump or his legal team or whoever. Mm-hmm. Why?
1: Is it is she returning money? Is she... She... How, is this punitive? How, what's, she charged him with defamation... And she lost, so the judge said, "Look, you made him have to pay these legal fees, and it wasn't defamation. So now you have to pay him back." Okay. I don't even know what the law is with regard to that. Is that normal? Yeah, if you file a lawsuit and you
0: lose, you, you're you're holding the bag. I mean, it's okay. Um. So so, man, I'm having like a, a brain issue here. What's the deal with her again? Why did
1: she she Why was she? She was just trying to. What? What was she trying to accomplish? I I don't know. I did I didn't read all the case information. I just thought it was funny that she charged him with defamation. And then ended up paying three hundred thousand back, which was I don't know what was that about? What she got paid to begin with to shut up? I don't oh, know. It was one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, maybe it was like less that. than that even. And so she ends up losing money. Good business decision, lady. What was she lady. trying to accomplish? It's just a smear thing. Uh, yeah, right. That, that's I, so. I so what's the chances we, we that she got paid to do this? Her motives, her intention. Yeah, somebody probably is like, yeah, you should do this.
0: Well, I know somebody's I,
1: probably paying her bills. I did see. <laughs> I did see a while back
0: that she was really put, she was really, uh, how should we say <laughs> we'll be careful mm-hmm. because of who, we're, who and what we're talking about. But uh, she was really um, milking the whole, her, her f- newfound fame. I guess she was going around doing like a stripping tour. Was it
1: Make America? Didn't she have like a name? Yeah, she
0: was, she was doing like an anti-Trump, pro Stormy Daniels. Uh, she was trying to build her brand through this whole thing. And going around stripping in different cities like a tour,
1: and I, I think she made a lot of money. It wasn't Make America Naked Again, but I think she had like a theme that was something that was a play off of Make America Great Again, and I think that was like one of her themes or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. But um, it was an interesting tidbit of information. Ugh. This, I think the the Brexit thing might might be worthy to talk about because Can there's, I there's... pause. A, there's a, Can I yeah, pause? Yeah, Is Avanati's yeah, Avenatti sir, attorney, right? Is he still trying to run for president or some kind of crap like that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so anymore, but I mean any any guy whose last whose who's name ends in naughty, I wouldn't want him as my... <laughs> Please DNC. No. We want yeah. naughty yeah. against Trump. Yeah. That might be fun to talk about too. Oh like who who would be the, the candidate the Dems should not run because they'd have a chance. That might be fun to talk about. Um but I think there's a principle in this Brexit thing that's that's yeah, going on that Brexit. we should we should talk about and and basically, here, here's what I heard, okay? Basically, the people want Brexit. They voted a long time ago for that. Yeah. And so, basically... It, so,
0: what that is, if people don't know... Okay, yeah, go ahead. ...is Britain, England, has voted that they want out of the European Union. They want to secede from the European Union, which was, to be honest, kind of unlawfully foisted on them. They didn't choose to yeah. join... Uh, this League of Nations or whatever that is Brexit. Um, so they say, hey, we want out. We're have, we're suffering economic damages. This is not fair. We're having to bail out other countries' bad decisions. So we want out. So they voted to leave the European Union. Okay, so now what is what is Theresa May
1: doing? Well, or not doing. So in Brexit, there's a couple options. It could just end hard Brexit. Everything's done. But what they're trying to do, and, and this is kind of what politicians do, and I don't always like it. Like if the people didn't want in it to begin with, they should just end it, let it be hard Brexit. But the politicians kind of say, well, let's do it nicely. Let's make sure it doesn't. There's not these really, these tidal waves of effects. Let's make sure the stream is just flowing lightly, and we can get out of Brexit. Well, that's what they say. And then, it, but it seems like what Theresa May is wanting to do is say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do Brexit. We're gonna have it done. But then she's writing into the deal. That all of the Brexit things, all of the non Brexit, if they stayed in the European Union, all the things that were there will not be affected by them doing Brexit. Which is not Brexit. <laughs> but she's just changing the wording and saying, oh, well, yes, we're going to do Brexit, but we're not going to do this, and 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 we're not going to do, this, we're not do this, we're not mm-hmm. this, which is. So <clears throat> Not Brexit so at all. So basically making it more of a contractual relationship
0: instead of a sovereignty issue? Or, I mean, do you, can, you, can you
1: name these specific things? Because I haven't read anything about Well, it. I can't, but whatever they are, whatever would not be there anymore when Brexit ends, she's saying, oh, they're still going to be there. So she's essentially taking what exists without Brexit and saying, we're going to keep all of these rules, all of the way we play the game. Mm-hmm. But we're still going to do Brexit, which isn't true. She, mm-hmm. She's she's redefining things in a way that isn't accurate with reality. <laughs> and you know, I can't she imagine. Be careful. Well, she, she's going to get a revolt. I, mean, it's going to look like Paris it's going to look like there. yeah, France. It's going to look <laughs> like France if, if she's not careful. That's exactly what I thought when I when I heard about this. But but that that idea, the redefining, saying you know, uh, saying we're. First of all, saying we're going to appeal Obamacare, and then oh well, no, we're not going to appeal Obamacare. We're just going to take away the mandate. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, you said you would repeal Obamacare, so do it, do that, because that's you know, that's what is best for the country. Mm-hmm. It's best for everybody, and it's like, but then we, we redefine things. I'm trying to redefine gender, trying to redefine or separate it from sex mm-hmm. and genders, redefining all kinds of stuff is can be a real problem. Redefining. Marriage, redefining mm-hmm. all kinds of things. This is what happens in politics. It, it gets it gets all muddled, I guess. So well, I'm, an, I'm interested so, to see how that's going to shake out, though. I, because I am too. I am too. I, I like. I don't know what their how their political structure works over there. So it's like I don't know how they can ouster. Like, is there an yeah. impeachment? I don't. I don't know well, how that works. See, that's
0: the thing. I've heard that she's lost a bunch of elections or something, and or I don't know how. I don't know how it works. Like you're right, and then there's still a monarchy. Mixed up in there too, mm-hmm. so I don't. So you have like several layers, layers, layers of government because you have the two houses, you have House of Commons and House of Lords. You also have a monarchy, and then you also have a layer of government with the European Union. So it's a little bit. Mm. It's just totally
1: confusing. You can see why the people are frustrated. Sure, and they didn't vote, and they didn't vote on the European mm, Union. They right. just joined it. So mm-hmm. that's like that's like a power trying to tell them what to do that they didn't vote on, which yeah. just sounds well. It horrible. could very well be that the Queen's just telling me, "No, we're not leaving." Yeah, because yeah. she could
0: do that. She may not have a choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you mentioned something in there that is. Is it okay if we take
1: a take a rabbit trail here a little bit? You want to save you remember your rabbit trail? Let's talk about the cigar. <laughs> okay. Because we're we're um, a couple of things are happening for me that and and it's time for an update. Um, I got talking a lot, and so I'm not. I got a wonky burn, but I'm going to blame it on me because my cigar started to go out, and I kept it lit without relighting. But um, when it went wonky and it almost went out the flavor starts, it started to get sweeter. Ooh. Um, and I'm getting, I'm getting some nut with it. And so I, I was drawing hard for a Maybe few it draws. Maybe off a little bit, huh? Well, that was my first instinct, but then I had to draw a lot fast mm-hmm. to get it to heat up. Hmm. Well, then the heat kind of changed it too, and it got this deeper earth, and it was less of that bitter and, huh. and, and way more kind of a, kind of what I would call a woody earth. And, uh... You better talk, cause it's okay. it <laughs> might, might go out. So, so here's what I heard.
0: Yesterday, I heard this. Yesterday, I don't know when it actually happened, but apparently, a judge somewhere in the U.S., a high up judge, has ruled Obamacare unconstitutional. Did you hear about this? That was awesome. Here's what happened. So, so. Remember during the passage of Obamacare, there was this big debate, is it a tax or is it a penalty? Yep. Because the government cannot penalize you for not buying something, that they don't have the power to do that, so they called it a tax, right? Mm-hmm. You remember this whole debate, mm-hmm. and then Obama vehemently uh, denied it being a tax, but the court called it a tax, and so now a judge has said, now Trump, in a, in a I don't know if this was a deliberate move, if he knew the consequences or not, but lowered the penalty slash tax, whatever it is, to zero, and so now that the tax is a zero, it's not a tax anymore, and so then it can only be called a penalty, and now a judge has ruled the bill unconstitutional. Because they're forcing people to buy yeah. a product. Yeah, which is what it was been the whole time. Right. So, this is really interesting. We don't know how it's going to shake out, because, I mean... Am I fair in saying that Obamacare, or let's let's call it what it's called, the Affordable Care Act, has done exactly the opposite of what it says it's going to do? It's made health care costs unbelievable. So, is this going to ripple the market? Is this going to have any effect?
1: Are we just going to keep... Well... What's going to happen? Um, okay, uh... A couple things. First of all, I got a little nervous because the judge said – the judge made it, made his decision specifically on that it changed – it's no longer a tax then and so you can't force somebody to buy a product. But he didn't – that didn't necessarily dismantle all of um, – plus this took two years – what, two years longer than that, whatever it was. It took forever for this to happen, so it's been yeah, it's, it's unconstitutional been yeah. for all this time. It's already changed the so entire plane. First course. of all, it's just ridiculous that it takes that long to decide that something's unconstitutional. Yeah. Um, secondly, it made me nervous because the, the judge was kind of like, so I think the rest of Obamacare needs to be dismantled, but it wasn't like it was any kind of a mandate. It was kind of like, well, this part of it's wrong, so if you can somehow weasel your way out of it and get this part right, then we can still keep it. He didn't say that. That's my interpretation of Mm -hmm. what could happen in politics. So I wanted to throw that out there first. But I also heard someone way smarter than me, and I don't remember what who it was, say that it was the intent for Obamacare to fail all along. And I think I believe this. I believe this. And this is the game that the leftists play. Mm -hmm. They say, okay, we're gonna take care of you, we're gonna launch this Obamacare. And, and we're going to help out the insurance industry. Oh, it failed. It didn't work. You're See, now we have to have national yeah. health care. Yeah. And it's like, no, your assumption is wrong. What we need to do is get out of health insurance, period. And, well, here,
0: so there's a lot of interesting things that have happened here. First off, what we do know, we're, what we're pretty certain of, is that this is going to go back to the Supreme Court. We've got a different Supreme Court than we did mm-hmm. under Obama. And some of the same... The, the one who... Who was it? Roberts... Was it Roberts that wrote the opinion that upheld? That sounds right. They're saying, or some people are saying, for him to save face, he might have to flip. He might. Who knows what's going to happen there at the Supreme Court? But it's a different Supreme Court, and that's I guess kind of where I wanted to go with this: is that it may have been the idea that it was intended to fail. However, it's not going to play out how they thought it is was going to because we do not have the government that they thought we were going to have mm-hmm. now. And so Supreme Court included, legislature included, White House included, this is a totally different landscape than they thought that they were gonna put this into. If I mean let's face it, if we would have seen a blue wave and Hillary would have been president, we would they would the stage would be set to go full socialist health care. Mm-hmm. However, now that it's failing in this environment I think we have a real chance of getting it, maybe back to some semblance of free market. Of free market, yeah.
1: Don't, I mean, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know. I I get nervous trusting what I would consider my party. I use that term really loosely. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it's but it's what we got, and so I get nervous trusting them because I'm I'm still nervous of establishment people on in both parties that want to keep the government big and keep the government involved, and. And I also get nervous with just the, some people in the public that are like, it's been this way for so long with the government taking care of us. Don't take that away from me. Well, it's like, well, we're not taking <laughs> your health insurance away from you. What we're doing is changing it so that it will be better. Mm-hmm. But they just, nobody wants change. You know, it's like, um, and, and they make it sound scary. Yeah. They make, of course, that's, that's what the leftists do. Yep. It's the end. It's always the end of the world. Everybody's going to die and lose all their benefits under the thumb of the oppressor. That's right. <laughs> and then, and the, their opponent is the oppressor, yeah, of whoever, whoever that happens to be. Always. So, um, so um, there there was something else I was going to say about this. Um, I I had a conversation with a friend of mine recently, and it was a fun conversation because he was splitting hairs between any any. I'm trying to be careful with this, even in our conversation, health insurance and health care, different because. Yeah, because a lot of people say, well, health care is a right. And it's like, well, if you mean I have the right to care for my own health the way I see fit, then we agree. But if you're saying I have to purchase insurance, then that's not a right. That's you forcing me to purchase insurance. That's the government forcing me mm-hmm. to buy a product. Yeah. Which, if I was a cigar manufacturer and could force every American to buy that cigar that's and thick. then raise the price of the cigar... Boy, that would just be awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. I... And not to mention, even if the government made different cigars, because I could say, well, that's the government cigars, but ours are way better, so you need either this additional, cov- this additional cigar <laughs> or, or a better cigar, and it's just, it, it totally messes with the market and makes the prices go up. Yeah. I
0: agree with uh, safety net. I don't know if it has to come from the government. I think it, I mean, I know lots of private institutions that would do a great job with taking care of people that can't take care of themselves, and I think if, you know, if we are a wealthy country, and we have surplus money, and we say, you know what, we have, we have this pile of cash here, we have a lot of people that are not doing well physically, and we should, if we help them, we can get them back into the workforce, we can get, uh, it's going to benefit everybody then then I think you could make a case for some kind of government I don't even know if you want to call it government some kind of program you know if a if a group of people votes that they want to put their money toward that and then they do it that's a, that's whatever but like to say that it's a right I think you're just way off base to say that to say that it's my right to receive treatment
1: for these things that I've done to myself yeah well I, and I, I would say um, I believe in a safety net so I agree with you but i want the safety net to be close and i don't most of the time i don't want it to be government the especially it, federal yeah. yeah yeah. like you said it's closer. not the federal government's right. job right. so for that reason alone don't do it mm-hmm. now i might even be against the state doing it because the closer it gets to the person who who's getting the provision the better it's going to be the it, it's not always more efficient financially cuz sometimes big organizations mm-hmm. can spread out risk and money etc but but it's more yeah. efficient in the fact that it's more what the person needs. Yeah. Yeah. Because if my neighbor needs healthcare, I and I'm close enough to my... I know mm-hmm. what they need. I also know what they're abusing, what they're trying and what right. they're trying to cheat the system. Again, yeah, you might have the right, but this isn't have consequences. <laughs> that's right. And yeah. And that's and honestly, I this comes back to forced charity. It, is. Um, it absolutely comes Yeah, back do we need to take care of the elderly in the United States? Yes, but you don't force me to give to that charity. I'll take care of my dad because he's elderly. I'll take care of my mom because when she's old enough, can't take care of herself. Mm -hmm. But if you want me to take care of that guy over there, start your charity and I might give to it or I might not. But don't force me to. That's not right. It's not
0: right that I have to pay taxes to buy health care
1: for others when I can't afford to have it for myself. Even if you could afford to Buy it yourself, it's not right. Yeah. because Just because you manage your money better doesn't mean that I can take more of it. Right. So it, do, it doesn't matter how much money you make. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it, it was interesting to for for Tim to help me draw the line between health care and health insurance. Health insurance. Oh, there's a stark line between the two. And that gets blurred a lot. It, it gets blurred all the time in the media, but even talking to some real caring people, it gets blurred. Mm-hmm. And... and people treat government money like it's just this big bank in the sky that's full of money. First of all, it's not full of money. It's right. it's, it's, it's all de- debt. it's all debt. <laughs> but secondly, yeah. it's what you're doing is taking money from somebody else by force. Now, yeah. in a few cases for the federal government, that's part of their job. <laughs> you know, national security, you know, the border, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're uh, oh, we're up against the clock. There yeah. was so much to talk about. And and my cigar wonkiness to, to close I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this it so I'm gonna try to do this fast when a cigar is burning right you're getting a certain amount of the wrapper but when it goes wonky you're actually burning more of the wrapper that actually made it taste better and then mm-hmm. I had to correct it with a lighter um, but so the taste is actually improved in addition burning the wrapper wonky made it Different yeah. and better, I thought, which was a little bit weird. But we're gonna we're gonna finish it out. Um, any comments on the taste as we get ready to close? It's been pretty consistent. It is. I think it is getting a little bit smoother and sweeter
0: as I get toward the end, and I've appreciated that. <clears throat> and maybe it's because I slowed. When you mentioned that your your flavor profile was changing after you kind of messed with it, um, I, I slowed way down, and I think that is. It is sweetening up a little bit, so maybe take it slower, because I was hitting it pretty hard there toward the
1: beginning and middle. So, Yeah, I, I think this, this last third is a, has improved a bit, and I like it. So um, we're going to call it a wrap, but I want to let you know what we're going to do next week. Next week, we have a Boulevard Churchill, which the particular Boulevard I have is was hard to find. We got it from Cigars International. That's going to be our cigar next week. I'll talk more about it next week. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Doug and Joe Talk. Talk to you next time.